The local food movement in the Adirondacks is experiencing some growing pains. At least one high-profile farm has gone out of business. Others are struggling with everything from basic cash flow to climate change. The food hub that supports many of them is also going through a big transition. That's today's story of the day. Support for Story of the Day comes from Pearsall Wealth Management at UBS Wealth Management USA, subsidiary UBS AG, member FINRA SIPC, 1 Broad Street, Glens Falls. Hey, I'm David Summerstein. It's Monday, October 16th. First up, two men are dead and two others injured after a hunting cabin in the southern Adirondacks burned down over the weekend. The cabin was in the Herkimer County town of Forestport. According to the Albany Times Union, the two men who escaped the blaze had to drive an ATV eight miles to a nearby home to call for help. The two other men who were killed in the fire were from Saratoga County. One was in his mid-60s and the other in his late 70s. Police say they're investigating the cause of the fire, though they believe it may have been sparked by the wood stove in the cabin. A proposed green hydrogen facility in Messina is moving forward. The parent company is Air Products, which operates green hydrogen facilities worldwide. At a recent public hearing, Air Products told town officials they've started work on the building site, which is on the Pontoon Bridge Road in Messina. Spokesperson Trip Oliver said construction of the facility will employ dozens and then hundreds of people over the next three years. He said once it opens, the facility will employ at least 90 people full time. The $500 million facility will cover over 80 acres and is expected to open in 2016. It'll produce liquid hydrogen fuel for large transport vehicles. The process will require a lot of electricity and water. The New York Power Authority has made a deal to supply the facility with cheap electricity. And the Messina Water Department will supply about a million gallons of water to the facility per day. several years, the hub on the hill has really been that, a hub of the local food movement in the Adirondacks, helping farmers process their produce, get it out to wider markets. But it's been struggling with financial problems, and the founders have decided to sunset the organization. So now a new charitable non-for-profit wants to take over. Champlain Valley reporter Kara Chapman reports. Lindsay Willamain shows me the inside of a wholesale cooler. Cooler that we raised funds for um, last spring. There's all sorts of food stacked in there, like greens and pails of yogurt for area schools. I never thought that I was going to be so uh, enthralled. Like <laughs> 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 cold storage. I can't tell you the level of enthusiasm. Yeah. Willamain is the executive director of the Essex Food Hub, the organization trying to take over for another food hub called the Hub on the Hill. Seated at a picnic table outside the big warehouse building that houses both, Willamain explains that food hubs link local farmers and producers with consumers. What we do <laughs> is we, we move food. Um, we're, we're connectors. Uh, we try to get uh, local farm food and value-added products um, into as many mouths as we can. That's a difficult task. The Hub on the Hill was created back in 2015 to try to take it on for a growing small farm movement in Essex County. 
It offered delivery routes, a commercial kitchen, storage, and a market where local farms could sell their goods. It also served as an incubator space for small businesses and worked with local organizations during the pandemic to get food to people in need. Jory Weekin is one of the Hub's co-founders. She says trying to make it all work was joyful and fun. It was new and you could feel and see and um, sense the appreciation of what was happening. But there were also plenty of challenges. Weekin says there was constant pressure to make things work financially. According to the Essex Food Hub's website, the Hub on the Hill's operations lost almost $400,000 over seven years. Weekin says she was caught between wanting to grow but also focus the Hub's work. It outgrew sort of a project phase. And now we were really providing um, important services in the community. The Essex Food Hub is trying to preserve and expand that work. Willamaine says the organization has been working to streamline and focus the Hub on the Hill's operations. It's homed in on being a distributor for local producers, running delivery routes up and down the state, and trying to address food access and affordability gaps. I think now the challenge for us is to, you know, build an organization that can be nimble, but that also kind of has a solid foundation and structure um, and plan for the future that's kind of mirroring the maturity of the producers. The Food Hub's transition is coming at a tough time for local farmers. Kristen Kimball is a co-owner of the Essex Farm, one of the pioneers in Essex County's local food revival. Kimball says there have been big changes for local agriculture in the wake of the pandemic, things like a shift in land ownership, rising costs, and a softening market for direct marketed foods. Small-scale and medium-scale farmers are always working on an extremely thin margin of profit. Um, and when something is thrown off a little bit, uh, you know, it can have really deep repercussions for, for those small businesses. Many farms see partnering with a local food hub as a way to stretch those thin margins. Sarah Kingzak co-owns KZ Farm, an Angus beef farm in Westport. She says a lot of local customers have time and financial constraints, so it doesn't make sense for them to travel all the way to her farm whenever they need beef, in addition to other farms for other products. She says it makes more sense for people to get what they need all in one place, like the food hub's market. You know, there's a reason why grocery stores took off. And so for me, as a small farmer, it just makes sense to be more of a patch in a quilt of farmers and food producers in this area. And the hub is really what's keeping that quilt together. And the food hub doesn't just support farmers. Susie Smith owns Dak Bar, an energy bar company that got its start renting by the hour in the hub on the hill's kitchen. Smith now rents part of the building as her production facility. And I can employ people and grow my business and share the resources um, that allow me to be successful. You know, if I had to go lease an entire building on my own, I don't think that my business would have survived. Having to pay utilities and, you know, all the infrastructure expenses would have been very difficult as a small growing business. The Essex Food Hub had set goals of purchasing the Hub on the Hill's assets by the end of August and the building itself by the end of the year. They're about a third of the way towards their $1.2 million fundraising goal. And they have an alternative plan. Willamaine says there's a building for sale that's closer to highways, which would be good for deliveries and market sales. It's also a quarter the asking price of the current space and much smaller. So we would still have to do some build out and all of that. But what we would wind up with is a smaller space that could be more efficiently heated, cooled um, and offer more efficient operations because it would be built out to suit our operations specifically. The gap between small farms and consumers has been a vexing one for the local food movement since its inception. It's almost impossible to recreate the fleets of delivery trucks, supermarkets, and production facilities of traditional agriculture. 
But Willamaine says the hub is doing important work to fill that gap. And Hub on the Hill co-founder Jory Weekin had the community's support and love behind her to bring it as far as she did. And it feels like if we cannot emerge in the wake of the old hub, it's a it's a catastrophic loss, not just, you know, in the quantitative sense, but, you know, it's like a heart loss. Weekin herself says she hopes the hub can continue, even if it might look different. Kara Chapman, North Country Public Radio, Essex. You hear about these important community organizations and their successes and their struggles because you and your neighbors pay for local reporters to go out and talk to them and read their events on the radio. I hope you know by now it's our fall fundraiser when we ask you to pay the bills for public radio journalism you depend on and count on. Please give generously. Maybe give for someone else who can't do it right now. Get a t-shirt, get a coffee mug, get entered into tons of drawings, whatever it is. Please donate now, ncpr.org slash give. That's ncpr.org slash give. Thanks. Music today by Oscar Sarmiento of Potsdam and Evan Veenstra of Gananoque, Ontario. I'm David Summerstein, North Country Public Radio.